Nico Blatchman. I'm here to provide you guys with some buzz. Joining us today is Springfield Cathedral High Hall of Famer, probably. This year's nation's leading scorer, UMass Amherst Stud Forward. 2018 six-round pick in the National Hockey League and exactly one week ago signed his first NHL contract with the San Jose Sharks. Welcome to the pod, John Leonard. What's going on, Nico? Thanks for having me. How are you, man? Is it a bit harder to move around now with the heavy wallet? Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's been a fun week or so, uh, you know, reaching out to everyone, talking to friends too. You know, I haven't been able to catch up with in a long time, so it's been nice. Fucking rights, man. I bet, like, not not a bad, uh, not a bad quarantine for John Leonard. I'd say, um, sign your <laughs> sign your first NHL contract. I'm assuming you're back home now. Yeah, yeah. I'm in uh, I'm in Amherst, Massachusetts, which is in uh, you know western Western Mass area. Yeah, that's actually that's what I was gonna get into right away. Um, you're from Amherst, Massachusetts, and you go to UMass Amherst. So was that pretty much your dream school growing up? Yeah, for sure. Um, my dad was a basketball coach at the school when I was growing up for um, five or six years. So um, it's where I watched, you know, my first college hockey game, where I first skated. So uh, it was definitely a dream of mine to, you know, be able to play college hockey there for sure. Wow, that's unreal. Talk about living the dream. So were you living at the university for these uh, three years there, or were you living at home? No, I uh, I wanted the full college experience and everything. So I was uh, I was at school the whole time. Wow, that's unreal. How far from your house is that? How long of a drive? Uh, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Wow, that is unreal, yeah. dude. So you grew up going to those games, and then next thing you know, you're on the team. You're a fucking absolute stud on the team. Talk about, like, going in there and ripping it up, man. Were you expecting that? Like, right away, your first year, you led the team in scoring with 13 goals and 15 apples, 28 points. Um... Just talk about that a little bit, man. You're, you're a freshman. Like, usually freshmen don't really play every game and that of the lineup type of thing. Like, holy yeah. shit. I mean, I, th- I think the biggest thing with that was UMass was, you know, kind of down in the dumps with, uh, you know, their record and everything. And we had a big incoming class of 13 guys. And they were kind of, you know, suffering from the ground up and rebuilding the program. So, I mean, it was just a big opportunity for me along with the, you know, the other 12 freshmen that were, that were coming in, and I just tried to make an impact right away, and you know, do everything I could, and you know, great program, great facilities over there, and they uh, they gave me everything I needed to do. Um, yeah, for sure. And you took full advantage. Talk about your game a bit. Like, what kind of player are you? Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd say I'm an offensive forward. You know, skilled who likes making plays, likes having the puck on his stick. Um, I love to shoot the puck any chance I get. So, um, 
smoothest skater out there, but um, I like to think I can get around a little bit. But uh, love to shoot the pockets. Yeah, that's uh, you know my favorite thing to do. Yeah, let's get into shooting the puck a bit, man. You, your first year, you had 113 shots on goal. Your first year of college hockey, and like I don't, I, I, I don't even know how many games. Let me see here. You played 33 games, and you had 113 shots on goal. Like, do you have a tattoo that says like that's that uh, Wayne Gretzky quote? Like, you can't shoot if you don't score, something like that. Because like you, you must live by that shit. <laughs> No, I don't, but I, uh, that's, a good, that's a good way to put it for sure. I don't know. I just, uh, growing up, I always loved shooting, and like you said, you can't score if you don't shoot, so try to shoot the puck as much as I could. I brought up uh, Springfield Cathedral High in the intro and um, gave you that uh, Hall of Famer probably mixed in because uh, you, your last year there, 14-15, um, uh, you had 25 games, 47 goals, 28 assists for 75 points, which is which is absolutely bananas. Like no matter what league you're playing in, like where was your confidence there? Yeah, the the confidence in my junior year and in high school was high for sure. Um, I mean, the best part about that was I was playing with guys who I grew up with and you know started playing travel hockey with and all guys from the area. So I mean that that was some of the best three years of my life. And, Definitely, uh, cherish it for sure. You go on after that final season, putting up seventy five and twenty five. That's actually hilarious. Um, you go to the USHL <laughs> Green Bay Gamblers. I think this is pretty much your only year, and you can let me know if it's not that you had to actually take a back seat in the lineup and kind of be a rookie and play a rookie role. I guess like. I feel like looking at your numbers and shit, like if the coach if the coaches put you out there, you're gonna shoot the puck and you're gonna score goals and you're gonna produce points. Like that's just the kind of player you are on based on stats like the proof that I have in front of me, right? So talk about that first yeah. year, your rookie year of juniors, your rookie year in the USHL, you're in Green Bay. You played forty eight games, you had five goals and four assists for nine points. Yeah. Um, my first year in Green Bay was probably the biggest learning experience I've, I've had in my life um, was playing on a really old team um, great team uh, everyone was you know top top notch players for sure and it was hard for me to get into the lineup and even when I wasn't in the lineup or when I was in the lineup I was playing you know two three shifts a period like that rookie role you talked about so it was uh, it was a very hard year on me mentally for sure um struggled a lot with everything going on I was also in school as my senior year so I was you know first time away from home first time away from all my buddies so um, it was a big learning experience but uh, at the same time it was you know it showed me what I had to do and where I had to get to to you know be a successful hockey player so although it was the toughest year of my life it was you know also a great year for me in a learning aspect that's that's unreal, man. You come back the following year, sixteen, seventeen. Um, your last year of junior, second year of junior, fifty-eight games, nineteen goals, fifteen assists for thirty-four points. I played like, um, I played like I think fifteen games in the USHL, um, if I'm not mistaken, and I never had a point or even came close to getting a point. That was such a hard <laughs> league I found. But uh, talk about that second year, man. You come in and, 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 and I assume you were given a, a bigger role 
Um, you, you probably work your bag off differently a bit in the summer. Talk, talk about that whole experience. Yeah, the um, the second year was a little bit better for me, um, you know, on a personal note. But uh, I think we were just a younger team. Like you said, we had a – I was in a bigger role where, uh, you know, I was put on the ice a little bit more. Or, um, you know, five-on-five, five, power play time, that kind of stuff. So it definitely helped me out, um, you know, get some confidence back. And, I mean, I think I – still wish that I had a, you know, a better year than I did, but, um, uh, it was still, a, you know, a good year for me overall. And then I was ready to take, uh, you know, the next step in the college. Yeah. You go into, um, UMass Amherst for a freshman year, 33 games played, 13 goals, 15 assists, 28 points. Talk about prior to going into your freshman year. Talk about your mindset. Um, you, you, I don't know, I don't know what your mentality was. I don't know if you were expecting to absolutely torch the NCAA like that as a freshman, but, um, talk about how you prepared to do that. Yeah, I think, um, the best thing that, you know, was going on for me was I was able to, every, all the freshmen were on campus for majority of the summer and we were able to get to know each other, work out the strength coach, get to know the coaches, the facilities, all that kind of stuff. So I was you know, pretty comfortable from uh, right, right away. And then kind of a funny story, They uh, our first game was at Arizona State. And, um, like, the day before, I wasn't even really in the lineup. I was um, on the fourth, fifth line. And then um, that first game, I guess I played well. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to get an assist. And then the next night, I got bumped up in the lineup and um, – you know, gained some confidence from that and just started playing with some really good players and, um, you know, we just kind of rolled from there. Yeah, I was actually, I have that written down here, first college point in debut versus Arizona State. That must have been sick. I want to talk a little bit about Arizona State, please. Was that their first year, first game? Um, that was our first game, but uh, I don't know about their... It, it had to have been. But was that their first year? Was that that first D1 year? No, no, no. That was their, their second, I believe. Second or third. Talk about playing there, the atmosphere. What's it like? Yeah, that was sick. Um, it's, I'm sure you've seen pictures of the rink, but uh, it's a pretty small rink. There's guys like standing around the glass and stuff. It kind of takes you back to your childhood a little bit. But it was a packed, packed barn. Like, you couldn't even move in there when, if you were out... Uh, you know, watching, but the um, place was packed, sick atmosphere, definitely, a, you know, a fun welcome into college hockey. How, yeah, man, sounds like it, and you get a little apple to pop the cherry first game, not a big deal, um, that's pretty nice. Talk about talk about the UMass barn a bit, I want to hear about that, We I haven't had anybody from UMass on here, um, what's what's your barn like, and, what's, and how many fans you guys get, you guys uh, have a nice student section, stuff like that? Yeah, our, uh, in my opinion, it's it's top five in the country for sure. We uh, we hold right around eight thousand. Wow. And, um, yeah. So we didn't. My sophomore year, when uh, you know we were number one in the country for a little bit, we sold out a few more games than we did this past year. But um, it, it's a blast playing there. Um, they upgraded the jumbotrons my freshman year. It's uh, it's definitely a top of the line facility, and it was. It was a blast playing there every every weekend for sure. Places packed, fans are loud. It's a fun college atmosphere. Sophomore year, you guys led the nation for a bit there. You just touched on that. Um, 
you had 16 goals and 24 apples for 40 points in 40 games. That's a, a point per game for those who aren't good at math. Um, you had five three-point games, and you were named to the Hockey East second team all-star. Um the year before that, right, after your freshman year, is the year you get drafted sixth round to the San Jose Sharks? Yeah. So talk a bit about, actually, before we get into your sophomore year, talk a bit about your draft experience. Um, obviously, your freshman year, you had an unbelievable season leading your team in scoring with 28 points. Um, so you were obviously going to get some NHL attention. I assume you were talking to some teams, but can you talk about the draft experience a bit and like, were you expecting it and all that? Did you go? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a funny story actually. So, uh, yeah, like you said, I had a, you know, a decent freshman year and, um, you know, my advisor had spoke to some teams and he had said that there was some interest there and stuff, but, um, you know, I wasn't sure that I was going to, you know, hear my name called or anything. I didn't go to the draft. Um, to be completely honest with you, I didn't even talk to one team. It was all kind of behind the scenes with my coaches and, and advisor and stuff. So it was, uh, I didn't, I honestly didn't think I was going to get drafted just based off I never heard from a team or anything personally. So um, I didn't even watch the draft. Um, I was out golfing with my buddies. And um, I got a call, um, you know, like halfway into the round. So it was, uh, I was fired up. Um, you know, definitely a, a very special moment for me, my friends, and my family. But uh, the reason I didn't watch was just because I didn't want to be, you know, disappointed with the, with the result if I didn't hear my name called. But, um, you know, the fact that I did, I was, I was obviously fired up. Yeah, I bet, man. On the golf course with the boys, probably got on one knee, crack one open. You don't got to say yes or no to that. But anyway, um, <laughs> you, uh, you, uh, <laughs> so you're drafted now to the National Hockey League. Um, not a big deal. You, um, you go to your first uh, NHL camp. I'm assuming. Can you talk a bit about that experience? Yeah. Yeah. So that was. Uh, I honestly didn't know what to expect. Like you said, my first, my first development camp, and. Um, you know, a lot of guys there who had already had some, you know, some camp experience, some AHL experience. So um, I was definitely uh, kind of just trying to go in there like a sponge and absorb everything I could and, you know, get to know the facility kind of thing. And uh, luckily for me, I had uh, a teammate there who who was drafted the previous year, uh, Mario Ferraro. Who so, was your roommate, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was my roommate too, so definitely a cool moment for us to you know be able to share that and uh he helped me out a lot for sure so yeah you get i mean that's a, that's an unreal story that you guys are both uh with the same organization you guys are both roommates there um i read a little little bit of an article yeah uh did a little bit of research because i'm a podcast so it's not a big deal but uh i read a little article that um that you guys were roommates and that you kind of um you kind of learned a bit off of him your first year. You talked. There's a couple of quotes from you in there. I don't remember them, but you kind of talked about how um, how you kind of you guys worked together. You guys trained. You learned some stuff off of him, like work ethic stuff. You talked a bit about his work ethic and how um, it became contagious to you. And uh, talk, you can talk a bit about that, man. Honestly, that's I find that to be unreal when um, guys can find another guy like that's our age that can that can help you like that, you know what I mean, or around the same age? Yeah. Yeah, so he um, he was drafted uh, 49th or 50, 
overall uh, the year before I was, and he had lived at my house uh, during that summer, um, going into our sophomore year, just because guys were on campus. Um, he didn't want to have to rent an apartment or anything for the summer, so me and my family, we uh, obviously said yes to you know having him stay at our house for a few weeks. And it was uh, you know awesome to see his work ethic and. You know, he's definitely contagious with that kind of stuff, and he just works so hard. And um, Like I said, he's, uh, he's a really good buddy of mine and someone I look up to just based off, you know, how hard he works. And he knows uh, in order to achieve his goals, he's got to put that kind of work in. So I just tried to follow in his footsteps and, you know, match his intensity every day when I went to the gym. Yeah, and then – so you go to your first NHL camp, and then from then you go into your sophomore year with a bit of a confidence boost, I'm guessing – because uh, you get a point per game for 40 points in 40 games, which is pretty bananas. Were you talking a bit to San Jose after that season about signing or no? Uh, it, yeah, a little bit. Um, it was up in the air, I'd say, um, just based off, you know, the year we had as a team and uh, losing in the in the national championship kind of thing. So it was, uh, it was a little bit of a conversation, but um, at the same time, we, we all agreed that it was best for – you know, my development and, and overall career to just go back for another year and, um, you know, try to win a championship. Yeah, so this year was your junior year. You led the nation. The nation. I don't know if that's good, but you led the nation with 27 goals. You became the sixth member to reach 50 goals and 100 points at UMass, the first to ever reach the milestone as a junior in the D1 era over there. Um, you were tied for first in game-winning goals on the season. Um, you were one of three players to have two hat-tricks this season. Mm, let's see what else you did. Program record for most game-winning goals in a season with six and in career with ten. Uh, let's see. You posted a nation's best seven multi-goal games. Um, you were top ten Hobie Baker Award finalist. That's still going on, right? Uh, top three was announced uh, last week that I, I didn't make, so that's over with. All right, well, fuck it. You're a top 10 Hobie Baker Award finalist, <laughs> and it doesn't even matter because you signed with the San Jose Sharks in the National Hockey League. You had 28 multi-point college hockey games, which is bananas. So, like, dude, I just named off all the, sh- all the stuff that you accomplished this season, and that's like what most people accomplish in their lives. So 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 what a year, man. That kind of sucks that you guys got cut early going into playoffs, I'm assuming. Like what kind of what kind of year were you guys having as a team? I mean, obviously you as a player were having a, a fucking year, right? So talk about talk about the team also um going into playoffs and how this Rona season kind of ruined it. Yeah, well, first off, I didn't even know half that stuff. So so that's pretty cool, but yeah. 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 Um, oh, congratulations. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. I mean, I do a lot of research, you know, I'm a, I take care of my podcast, but anyway, yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, props to you there, but, uh, yeah, overall it was, um, you know, a great year as, as a program and, you know, it, it definitely just sucked the way, the way things ended. Um, we were playing great hockey towards the end of the year and we were one day away from, uh, you know, the playoffs and, season ended on a Thursday we were supposed to play Northeastern on the Friday Saturday so um, definitely a tough ending but overall it was 
you know, a great year. And, um, definitely, definitely a tough way to end it. Yeah, tough way to end it. But for you, you ended it with a total of 105 games played with 105 points. So that's a point per game on the career. Is that good? I don't know. But the most impressive thing I find is that you finished your college career with 376 shots on goal in 105 games played. I didn't see any records over there, but like, holy fuck, that must be a record somewhere, man. 376 <laughs> rips on net, man. <laughs> I didn't know that either, but yeah, that's, uh, like I said, I, I shoot the fuck a lot. and I don't know, my teammates probably don't like it half the time because there's probably a better option, but... Yeah, 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 but they'll like it now when you send them a little Venmo. <laughs> Listen, though, I want to talk a bit about the UMass off-ice life. Let's take it a bit off-ice for a bit. How's that, man? Because, like I said earlier, we haven't had anyone from UMass on the pod. Talk a bit about the off-ice uh, life. You're obviously from there, so you were going out in Massachusetts like before going there, but, like, Talk about the college campus life, maybe, like, or or the boys. Do you guys have a hockey house or something like that? Yeah, so, um, like you said, you probably, you've never, uh, you know, been to Amherst or anything. So, it's kind of funny. There's there's two town, or two uh, colleges on in Amherst. There's Amherst College, which is uh, a smaller smaller school. And then there's uh, UMass, which is massive. And UMass is kind of like its own little town. Um, I live on the complete opposite side of, of Amherst and you know I never really drive through the through the university unless I'm going to school so it's kind of cool how there's that own little town side of it you know it's a massive school and the, the office um, you know stuff within the campus is a blast and we had um, I lived with uh, three other guys in an apartment and then um, there was a hockey house like a minute drive away so it was uh the same house from my freshman year all the way up until my junior so it was a blast um you know being able to hang out there and you know have a good time that's unreal man are you uh planning on finishing school or just going to donate millions uh later in your career <laughs> no i uh i plan on, on getting my degree eventually but i don't think it'll happen uh you know in the next couple of years Fucking rights, man. Just focus on the game right now, man. That's what's paying the bills for you. Welcome to the league. Um, game day routine. Can you run us through like what your game day routine was at UMass? Like, um, give a bit of specifics, like uh, times maybe, like what time you wake up, what time you guys eat, if you guys eat as a team, um, stuff like that. And then also include uh, some of your superstitions if you got any, please. Uh, yeah, my, my morning routine just starts off with we usually wake up around 8 30 uh, me and my roommates would have breakfast at the, at the apartment um usually just some oatmeal some fruit coffee kind of thing nothing crazy and then uh we'd head to the rink for morning skate um get out of the morning skate around 12 31 and then uh go right to lunch pre-game meal and be back to the apartment by one thirty ish, lay in bed from from then until three thirty, four three forty five ish. Um, I'd either nap. I didn't have to nap. Uh, sometimes I'd nap. Sometimes I didn't. 
just kind of whatever I was feeling that day. And then uh, go to the rink and hop in the shower. Oh, really? Uh, One of those guys? Yeah, well, I, I didn't used to be that. And then uh, around Christmas time, one of the guys in the team convinced me to try it and uh, play well that game. So I just kind of went with it. Um, and then superstitions. Uh, I'm kind of a superstitious guy, to be honest. Oh, I'm so sure, dude. Look at your stats. I'm 100%. I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> yeah, so superstitions, uh, a lot of, I'd sit in the same spot, um, you know, in the stands before games. Um, getting out of the locker room, me and, uh, me and the captain on the team would always be the last guys out kind of thing, and we have a little handshake with a group of guys. Um get dressed the same way a lot of them aren't really superstitions they're just kind of routines that i've been doing for so long right but um yeah nothing nothing too crazy i'd say but uh if something works i definitely try to stick with it until it doesn't and then i'll switch it up do you guys um would do you guys do video on game day um do you guys do that right before the game or like in the morning no we uh we do video uh Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, leading up to it, and then Friday, we don't do any video. Oh, you don't do video on game day? No. That's unreal. That's unreal. Yeah. That is, that is unbelievable. Props to your coach. Um, can you talk a bit about, like, the signing process? Like, how does that work? Like, for, for I'm sure there's a lot of uh, younger kids that, like, aren't even near there or, like, some people that haven't been able to go through that. So talk about, like, the signing process, like – did they offer you a contract, like, mid-season and then tell you, like, you can sign it after this season? Or do they do they approach you with the contract after the season? Like, t- talk a bit about that whole experience and just, like, up to the day of you signing. Yeah, so, uh, they didn't, honestly, didn't really talk to me much during the year. They, uh, they had told me that was going to be the case uh, when I was at development camp. They, uh... They have a lot of trust in, you know, Coach Carvel and, and all the staff at UMass. So they said that they weren't really going to talk much, and then uh, we'd catch up at the end of the year. So, um, you know, it was in the back of my mind that it was, it was a goal of mine to sign at the end of this year and, uh, you know, try to make that next step. But um, at the same time, I was just trying to focus on, you know, helping the team win games and get to the playoffs. So it was, uh, it was in the back of my head, but definitely wasn't something I was, you know, mainly focused on, and then um, they uh, called me after, uh, you know, everything kind of happened with coronavirus and the season ending, so uh, they presented me with the opportunity, and, you know, obviously it's something I couldn't pass up. Yeah, definitely, and you, do you, like, how does that work with the money, like, do you get the full signing bonus right away like you have it in your in your account right now or they give you like a part of it and then they give you some like later on like i, I know like I, it's actually different is it different for every contract with that stuff like when you get the money uh i'm not sure i i don't have anything right now just because um i haven't officially signed it yet so uh, oh actually yeah gonna... talk actually talk about that because I actually read that, but I wasn't sure if that was fake news or not. Like, I read that because of the coronavirus, you, like, there's another guy on your team, right, that signed, or am I mistaken? Uh, yeah, no, there's a few other guys on, on 
uh, UMass that signed. Oh, okay. Um, so there's a few other guys, and you guys like didn't fully sign because of coronavirus, or 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 can you explain that? Yeah. So pretty much, um, they had offered the contract and everything, and then uh, they're just they were kind of waiting to see what the what was going to happen within the league and um, what was if they were going to have any more games or if the season was going to be completely over. So. I'm just they uh, they announced that I will be signing and everything, but uh, just waiting on the exact time to kind of put the pen to paper kind of thing. Oh, I hear you. Because maybe if like the season wouldn't have ended, would you have maybe gone up and played a couple games in the national or in, even in the American? Uh, I mean that'd be the goal for myself. I don't know exactly what they had in mind, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure there. Oh, all right, all right. So you're not, so you haven't gotten any money yet. So you're not online shopping Gucci yet. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> how's the How's the quarantine treating you um, right now? Have you are you so you you said you were at home. Uh, what do you What have you been up to? Um, workouts, home workouts, uh, bike rides, Xbox. I think uh, you know the typical thing that everyone's doing right now, but. Nothing too crazy. Spent a lot of time with family. Um, yeah, trying to kill time as much as I can. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I want to get into one more thing. You uh, actually, I got actually two more things. You you seem to be very consistent with your point production. Um, can you talk about like your summer training? What do you usually get into? Do you skate a lot? Do you do you not skate a lot? Do you not skate in the beginning or all, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, I don't know, a lot of guys on the team kind of kind of think I'm crazy, but I, I skate, like, every single day. And um, Monday through Friday during the summer, I'm, I'm on the ice. And uh, What kind of stuff are you doing on the guys, ice? Uh, a lot of skating stuff, uh, you know, edge work, power skating, um, then a lot of skill stuff, um, shooting the puck, all that kind of, Obviously. That kind of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a lot of conditioning. Um, I feel like that's the biggest thing that I've kind of picked up the past two years or so is just how important that is. And, uh, you know, being able to be consistent on a nightly basis is something I focus on. Yeah. I mean, you, do you shoot pucks off the ice also, or is all your, all your puck shooting on the ice? Like, do you have a, a net? Because dude, like the amount of shots that you take on net is like still hard for me to wrap my head around. Uh, yeah, no, I'll shoot, uh, I'll shoot pucks outside too if I'm, if I'm not on the ice, but like I said, I, I try to skate every day if I can. Are you ripping wrist curls too? Yeah, a little bit here and there for sure. What's your, what's your off ice stuff looking like? What do you do for off ice? I'm trying to, I'm trying to maybe copy you and get a couple shots on net next year. <laughs> um, I don't know, probably pretty similar to, you know, most guys, um, Worked out with a with a group of Western Mass guys that play um, pro in Division One in the area, so it's uh, it's a fun group that I've I've been training with for for a long time now. All right, one final question, and it's totally cool if you can't think of one, but I can give you a second to think because I forgot to remi- I forgot to tell you about this that I was gonna ask you this. I usually like to give guys time to prepare for this question, but can you, off the top of your head? Give me one good on ice story and or one good off ice story that you can think of. Just a hilarious story, um, just anything from your from your hockey career. Ooh, um, 
On or off ice? Either one. Uh, oh, good one. Actually, you were here. You were there for this one. Oh, um, let's hear it. Awesome. You remember uh, when you, you remember when you fought Mackie in Green Bay? Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, so that was right off the draw. I was like, am I correct? Yeah, right off the draw. Yeah, so uh, Mackie was a was a guy that uh, you know was kind of in the same role as me my our first year, and uh, he actually just just signed a deal as well. He uh, he had an unbelievable year at uh, Mankato, but anyway. So, oh really? Uh, wow, look at that. Yeah, so I think that was in the first period or so. Yep. And Mackie was a guy that was in was in that lineup, like I said. And, um, you know, me and him would always talk, like, you know, we got to make the lineup the next game. We got to we gotta do something to make the lineup. And he's like, I'm going. I'm like, really? Who are you going to go? He's like, I don't know. And uh, I remember that you were on that team, and I know that you, you're a fighter. And uh, he's like, all right, I'm going to go that guy. And uh, I was like, all right. Sure enough, for his first ship didn't even get any time on ice. He... Uh, Dropped it right at the face-off dot, and uh, you know went with you. And I, I don't know that story. That story's funny to me. And, oh, that was yeah. hilarious, dude! I actually I, I remember that t- I, we started off fighting. I started off righty. And then um, I was smiling like at my bench, like like while yeah, taking I a few yeah. at, at the yeah. beginning, and then I switched to my left and just dummied him a bit, like fed him a couple. Yeah, I Oh my god, that was awesome, man. That was one of my favorite USHL moments. And I sallied after too at my bench. Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you one thing. I didn't make I didn't put up points in the USHL, but I got a couple tilts in there. Oh yeah, for sure. So did you uh were you played Canadian college? Well, I played at Concordia University this year, but um next year I'll be uh playing my first year pro if all goes well i just had surgery um so i should be good i should be good to go in like uh a month or two and uh yeah i'm looking forward to uh hopefully getting like a coast camp something like that and uh playing pro somewhere yeah, so I'll be doing that. I'll be signing. I'll be signing a contract, hopefully somewhere, um, with a bit less money than yours. So if you ever want to send me, like, I don't know, a fifty dollar Venmo for lunch, maybe even thirty, fifteen, like we'll take it. But um, anyway, I appreciate you coming on the pod, man, and uh, talking with me, giving us some insight on UMass and on uh, and on your big contract. Congratulations, dude, and uh, thanks again for coming on. All right, it's been a blast. Thanks, Nico. Just me and this guitar playing a song You can try stealing my heart, it's all